Start your day the right way by taking charge of your physical and mental fitness. It's important to know your numbers. They determine if your blood pressure is high or low, your cholesterol balance, even your blood sugar level, heart rate, and much more. Get tested by visiting your doctor, clinic, or stop by at any health center closest to you. Take control today. This message is from Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. This is Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. Good morning. Today we're going to be talking about HIV AIDS and the theme for this World AIDS Day is Remember and Commit. Thank you, Professor Akong, for coming on the program. It is always a pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Can you tell us, um, for those who don't know, which I'm sure there are very few, what is HIV AIDS? And why is this World AIDS Day focused on remembering and commenting? Thank you very much. HIV, I think, is a household name now. Uh, it means human immunodeficiency virus. It is a virus that has been well characterized when it was first described in 1983 as the agent that is responsible for the disease entity that is we refer to as AIDS. The AIDS as a disease entity was described in 1981. That HIV is the organism that is responsible for that disease that was described in 1983. That virus is now well described and there's no doubt about that. Whoever is tested to be positive for that virus is waiting to develop the disease that we call AIDS. By AIDS, we mean acquire immunodeficiency syndrome. This is a group of diseases that an individual should not normally suffer from if immunity has not been uh, impaired, immunity has not been compromised. So what HIV does as a virus is that the cells that provide immunity for human beings, the virus infects and kill that cell. That cell today we refer to it as CD4 positive cell. These are the cells that provides what we call helper function to all other immune cells. God Almighty has given us capacity to fight bacterial infections and there are cells that do that for us. God Almighty has given us capacity to fight fungal infection. God Almighty has given us capacity to fight viral infection. God Almighty has given us the capacity to also prevent ourselves from getting transformed to become cancerous cells. And all these cells that will cause cells of uh, immune functions, all of them are required for their optimal functions. They require what you call helper signal from the CD4 cells. So when HIV infects and kills these CD4 positive cells, your ability to fight viral infections, your ability to fight bacterial infections, your ability to fight uh, fungal infections, all these capacities that God Almighty has given to us are weakened. And you are at the risk of developing any of these diseases. And you can develop many of them together. When an individual develops these diseases and we are able to show that uh, level of immunity is done. We say this individual has acquired 
immunodeficiency syndrome. Luckily, we don't see what we can call the phases of AIDS any longer because we now know that when HIV is present, you are waiting to develop AIDS as a disease. So, and it takes some years uh, between the time that you are HIV positive to the time that the virus will have capacity to weaken your immune function. So, if we uh, test you today and we find you to be HIV positive, we can begin to administer antiretroviral therapy and we prevent you from uh, developing uh, immune, uh, developing uh, losses of your immune cells and therefore AIDS will never afflict you. This is why today we say, look, everybody get tested, know your status, and let's begin to administer on you the antiretroviral drug. With that, nobody will ever know that you are living with, with the virus and the likelihood of death from AIDS-related causes will become zero for you. This today we refer to as functional, functional uh, cure for HIV and AIDS. You ask me, what uh, is the theme of this year's celebration of World's AIDS Day? Uh, the theme, uh, as you have mentioned earlier, is remember and commit. And we have a lot of things to remember about the story of HIV and AIDS. Like I mentioned to you, the AIDS as a disease entity was described before we knew what was causing it in 1983. So we want to remember what happened, how the scientific world suffered. Not only patients suffered, the science world suffered looking at the, that, that enigma. How can we rise above it? Uh, the, 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 the research to discover what was the cause of AIDS was a very big one. And that was a, that was a race between America and the, and the French scientist Pasteur Lab in France and the, the Gallows Laboratory in, in Maryland, United States. It was a big race. Who wants to tell us what is the cause of AIDS? We really want to remember that. And those big time uh, science that led to the discovery of the virus that led to the discovery of the typing of the virus that led to uh, the knowledge that we know that if, if you don't treat the virus properly it can mutate and mutate and your drug will not work a lot of work went into all that and uh, it's, it's good for us to remember and acknowledge what science has achieved you know uh, to help humanity to fight uh, hiv and aids we must remember the people that were initially affected by HIV. When the knowledge was weak, when the knowledge was poor, that time when you are labeled with the diagnosis of AIDS or HIV infection, the implication is you are waiting to die. It's a, it's a, it's a diagnosis of, uh, uh, let's wait for the, the time of inevitable. And that was actually the truth. We really want to remember also when we begin to have molecules that we call drugs, antiretroviral drugs, that we can use to manage you know, this condition, how toxic these molecules were, and you start the, an individual on antiretroviral therapy, you may even die of that disease and significant effort that has gone into refining and developing new molecules that we now have today. We want to remember that as at that time, the cause of treating an individual with HIV and AIDS 
at that time when money was money, 71 to 80,000 naira per month, and majority of Nigerians don't earn 20,000, 10,000 naira per month at that time. So people, the drugs was there and there was no, no money you know, to buy it. And that's when people started, you know, uh, scam, uh, 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 started telling government, you've got to do something, you've got to do something. Not only one government in the world, and that is where I'm going now. You must remember that only one government in the world took the bull by the horn when President George Bush of the United States of America, with just one pen, said he has started what you call a paper program. A paper program that introduced about 15 billion US dollars to manage and treat HIV and AIDS in Africa and low and middle income. And from that time, things have changed for better in the sense that infrastructure to diagnose HIV and AIDS, in the sense that training for people to learn about HIV and be able to deliver good services, quality services in several uh, countries that were majorly afflicted by the virus. That was the first time we began to have you know, some uh, inroad into managing our patient. And because of that singular effort of the U.S. government, we can say today uh, it's only a matter of time. Uh, very soon we will be able to announce uh, uh, cure to HIV and AIDS, you know, and menace. Uh, we say we want to commit. This commitment is very important. We really want to commit to continued research because until we are able to find a final cure to this disease. We have not reached where we are going. Uh, because this virus, I can tell you, is a very, very stubborn virus. Stubborn virus in the sense that this particular virus changes form very, very easily. And we understand how it does that, what this virus does. Because of one particular enzyme that it has, it is called reverse transcriptase enzyme. That is the enzyme that the virus uses to make copies of itself when it gets into the human cell. And when it's making these copies of itself, what entered is not what is going to copy out. And that is the problem that we have with the viral reverse transcriptase enzyme. It's an enzyme that we call infidel enzyme. Enzyme that does not obey the biological law that governs the properties of enzyme. Enzyme is supposed to know what molecule is supposed to act on. And you bring any molecule that looks very much like the molecule that's supposed to act on, but it's just one minor difference. A good biological enzyme will recognize that difference and will not use that molecule. Not so the viral enzyme. When the virus is making copies of itself, differences in nucleotides that are very minor, by the time it's making a copy, a new copy, the virus has changed form. This is the problem that we have with HIV. And I know we've got to commit to continue to research on this virus to ensure that However, whatever, however, it's changing form. Science will always be one step, one step ahead of it. This is what I want to make as a point. Okay, thank Sorry. you so much, Prof. Because you became so technical. 
you know, our audience is the, is the public. So, hey, like sorry about that. There. so the bottom line is it's changing and changing. And we want yeah. to make sure that we don't forget to keep working at it, to commit to working on it so it doesn't um, catch us unawares. Thank you very much. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. Thank you, uh, Madam Rekia, for coming on the program. Um, can you tell us what it is you do and what it is your foundation does? Good morning and thank you for having me. NEPON is a leading advocate for people living with HIV and AIDS in Nigeria. The organization works to ensure that people with HIV and AIDS have access to health care and support services that they need and that their rights are protected. NEPON also works to raise awareness of HIV and AIDS and to reduce stigma and discrimination. Um, and some of the things we do to ensure that is to advocate for prevention. That we do through promoting awareness and education about HIV transmission, safe sexual practices, and the importance of regular testing. Um, well, we also you. promote... Thank yes. you very much. So, specifically, for this World AIDS Day that has come up, what would you like people to know and how would you like people to engage with your organization in terms of empowering people with HIV living with HIV and AIDS. Okay. Um, I would like for people to know that just like um, the professor have stated that HIV and AIDS is not a death sentence, that all we need to do is to imbibe lifestyle changes. And then um, for those that are not living with the disease, that we should stop discrimination against the people living with the HIV AIDS. And that is the main thing that um hinders people from coming to state their status. I also want people that live with this disease to know that there are laws and legislation that um, protects them from harassment or from those that choose to discriminate against them. We have several laws. We have the um, HIV AIDS Anti-Discriminatory Act. We have the um, labor law. We have the um, Health Insurance Act. So all these laws protect people that live with HIV and AIDS. And so to move forward, these people have to come out, have to take their drugs, live a healthy lifestyle, and then they will be fine. Now, if I have somebody, or who, if we have people who are listening to this program and who have uh, been discriminated against or being harassed and they want to reach out to your organization, for help, how can they get hold of you? Okay. Do you have a phone um, number? They, or, yes? They can reach us to us via our website, nepone.org. There are phone numbers there. They can also chat us live. And um, can, you, can you read out one of your phone numbers or can you spell nepone.org? I'm not sure people will get that, what you said. Okay, nepone. Nepone is N. E W H A N Nepon Network of People Living with HIV and AIDS in Nigeria. So it is nepon.org. Yes. Okay. And we do advocacy. Yes. Thank you very much. Prof. I'm here. Now, 
with the work that she's doing, I mean, one of the things that she brought out that was really quite critical is the fact, and you had said, people need to come out, people need to get tested. There's a lot that's being done. There's a lot that can be done for them. But she's saying the stigma in the society, she's saying that the work, you know, the, the fact that people are discriminated against makes people, even those who have tested, don't come out for treatment because they're afraid. And those who may or may not know they have a problem don't get tested because they don't even want to know. How do, how do we overcome this? How do we deal with this? It's a big problem. Stigma is a big problem. And uh, it's an abattoir towards ending the AIDS as an epidemic. Uh, uh, today, uh, like I told you earlier, uh, we have the molecules that can help us to keep HIV and AIDS at bay completely. But if people don't come forward to be tested because of fear of stigma, and those that are actually on treatment too, they don't want to be seen. In, the, in fact, I have been stigmatized. Ah, you are going to come out of it. Maybe you have HIV and AIDS. Maybe you are. <laughs> yes, because people don't want to come to me because they know Hakamu treats HIV. And then they see people come. So when they want to see me, they want to see me in the evening. They don't want to come to my office. They want to see me elsewhere. And it's a big, big, big problem. So the issue of stigma is a big problem. And she says something about these laws. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I think these laws really, really need uh, to come out very well. So people will know because, you see, in the past, uh, it's been very uh, be a big problem for children of people living with HIV or children with HIV and AIDS to be admitted to school. You cannot, and I have a few of them also in the university, their friends must not know they are using antiviral drugs. They keep the drugs away and they are not going to be able to use it at the right time. So they are not getting those drugs into their system at the right time. It's a problem. And you will see that these people will not get the advantage of being placed on antiviral therapy. And that means they will not be well and they will keep spreading the, the, the virus. It's a major, major problem. So this law that I has talked about, I think is a big step. And I'm not so sure whether even me, I am only aware of one or two of those laws. And this lady is bringing out a number of laws that we really have. And if we know, those of us who are actually in the clinic, we really know that we can help them popularize you know, these laws and make it a point of duty to announce that these laws are, are, are available for them to be used. In fact, in nearly all hospitals where HIV services have been provided, there are what we call uh, uh, support groups, and they have monthly meetings. I'm not so sure whether Nepal has succeeded in popularizing these laws to really empower, because if these laws are well, very well known to people living with HIV and AIDS, it's a source of empowerment. But the greatest advantage of those laws is that people will be more confident to come forward and best, those who are already on treatment will be able to take their drug at the right time. They don't have to be hiding it because they don't want other people to know that they are on this treatment. And we might just be able, because UNAIDS has told us that with the level of development towards, uh, the level of development uh, for, for treatment of HIV and AIDS by the year 2030, we should be able to end the AIDS epidemic. And ending the AIDS epidemic means that 
there will be zero new infection. Everybody, wow. that is the target. Zero new infection. And those that are already on treatment will achieve the goal of treatment. And achieving the goal of treatment but with effectiveness of antiviral therapy, the viral load in the, the level of virus in their blood will become undetectable. So that means that even if you have sex with an uninfected person, because the viral load in you has become undetectable, you will have been rendered uninfectious. So by 2030, we want to be able to achieve that but with this level of stigma that people are hiding their drugs, that people are afraid that if I go to school, my friends will see me, that uh, one principal of a school, uh, particularly those private schools, they don't want to have any child that has such a disease in there because the other parents will want to withdraw you know, uh, their own children. These are big issues. And I really think uh, Nepal has to do a bit more in helping us to popularize these laws that are out there. Uh, they should bring it to the hospitals. They should share it with support group. We have over 2,000 facilities in Nigeria that are providing antiviral services. I think I'm just one of those 2,000 facilities that are providing antiviral services, and I need to have my support group people uh, being in custody you know, of those laws. He said they can be reached. Yes, you can also reach out because you are supposed to be an organization that is funded. I think they receive some funding uh, from uh, from some uh, agencies, including including PEPFA. So you should be able to do a bit more anti-rickia. And I think the tool you already have uh, is a big tool that can help us, uh, at least to some extent, you know, uh, uh, have significant effect in reducing uh, the stigma. When you know that these laws are there and it's going to be in, it's going to be the law is going to be applied if you flout it, I think it might just help. Because um the way it is now, and maybe it is better. In the past it is very horrible. Maybe it is better. But even up till this morning, I still have a very highly placed person said Akamu, and you see it's not difficult. It's so difficult living with this thing. You know, uh, who was in my office? If you know what it took me, the courage, the courage I had to take to be able to come and visit you here today, uh, you will know that it's not easy. That's a very highly placed person in our community, at least that to me today. So this stigma is still there. And he traveled, he didn't travel with sufficient. We need to house. make sure. Yes, he, we need to make sure that this stigma comes to an end. He didn't travel. Thank you so control. much. That is it. That was a problem, and for, for, for two months he may not take his drug okay. because because it is difficult for him to, to ask for it to be transferred to him. There are a lot of issues, and of course, if there is a law uh, that is well, very well popularized, and I think that one should come. Uh, let me announce this every week. There is an echo program where we discuss issues around HIV program in the country. This particular law that this lady is talking about, I think it's very important. It comes on air at that particular you know, uh, weekly meetings where over 2,000 facilities in Nigeria will listen to you talking about this law and popularizing it you know, uh, for us. Thank you very much. I think we will make sure that as she's listening here, and this is a wonderful opportunity for both the legal and the medical profession to join hands to end the stigma. And we hope that 
we will be able to achieve what we need to achieve by 2030. Thank you very much. Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela.